Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. So, Len, you told me that you would like to address the concept of comparators today. And I know we've talked an awful lot about CRA uh, over the course of 2021. Uh, that's a concept I've not heard before. What is it? And is it important? Well, Dean, for years, in fact, since 1995, so we're going back more than a quarter of a century, we've known that the examiners have been computing performance standards under certain tests administered during a CRA exam by comparing a bank's, quote, penetration rates uh, in the assessment area low and moderate income tracks to the percentage rates of other lenders in the assessment area LMI tracks, as well as to certain demographics. But while those comparisons clearly were being used, the regulars never have issued any guidance about how to interpret the results, especially if a bank's performance is under the benchmark. Was there any safe harbor? And if so, what was it? Try as you might, no examiner or regulator would ever announce how far below a given benchmark a bank could safely perform without getting a less than satisfactory performance rating. In the CRA notice of proposed rulemaking issued by the comptroller and the the AMPR issued by the uh, Fed, uh, the agencies first proposed the concept of comparator, uh, which in which they announced it would be would be applied towards the demographic and loan market data that determine CRA performance benchmarks. So, Len, let me just try to understand this. How would the comparators work? How exactly would an examiner apply that in an examination? That's a perfect question because it's important to understand that this concept is out there, but how is it actually going to be used as proposed by the regulators? Well, the regulators proposed proposal applies to two different factors to the demographic and credit market uh, benchmarks. Essentially, they propose a 65% factor for demographic benchmarks and a 70% factor for the Humda small business and small farm loan market penetrations penetration rates, I should say. For example, one of the demographic benchmarks is the distribution of owner-occupied housing in the low and moderate income tracks within the assessment area. Say 20% of the owner-occupied housing is in the assessment area LMI tracks. If a 65% factor is applied, that would make the comparator 13%. Or say if the penetration rate for all Humda lenders extending mortgages to low and moderate income borrowers was 30%. Then the comparator in that situation would be 21% based on the proposed 70% factor that would be applied to market data. Now, in the foregoing examples, a bank would have to attain the comparator standard or fail the test. In other words, the uncertainty that clouded the benchmark would be gone. A bank would know with absolute certainty its performance was satisfactory or not. Wow. That sounds like a step forward to me. No more performance ambiguities. That is perfect. Well, it may sound like it, but it really is a two-edged sword. Yes, it's a very appealing. The amb- ambiguity would be removed. But the flip side, 
is there would be no more wiggle room. You either meet or exceed the comparator or you fail the test. It would be a very bright line that a bank dare not fall below. So be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Nonetheless, I do think the comparator concept is a move uh, forward. In fact, I want to add another thought uh, or it's something I want to add to this uh, conversation we're having today about this topic. Although the concept of comparators has not been officially adopted by the agencies, I believe it reflects what has been the unofficial, unannounced standard for the last 27 years. We at GeoDataVision are now calculating our clients' performance by computing results as if the comparator concept were officially in effect. I think listeners to the broadcast would do well to adopt a similar approach. At least it will give them an idea of how they might perform perform if and when the comparator concept is officially adopted by the agencies. But I can tell you right now, the fact that they've announced this tells me that this is really what's been in the back of their minds and what they've actually been doing all these years, although they've been loath to admit it officially to the public. Yeah, and as we know, there's numerous CRA tests, uh, you know, that need to be uh, conducted. Uh, how would the comparator concept apply to, say, other tests? Well, one other big uh, test that's administered in this area exam, especially for intermediate small banks and large banks, is community development lending and the community development test. This, of course, has been the most nebulous performance test in the entire CRA exam. What the agencies proposed was to change the test from a measure of community development lending activity during the year to a measure of community development loan balances outstanding during the year and to compare that to average outstanding domestic deposits. The factor in this case that they propose applying would be to outstanding domestic deposits and it would have been 2%. So a bank with a billion dollars of domestic deposits would have a community development loan standard of $20 million applied to the community development loans outstanding. Not those that were actually originated during the year, but the actual outstanding balances of all community development loans, even those originated in prior years. So again, I would suggest to our listeners that they apply this comparator to their deposits and compare the results to their outstanding domestic deposits. This will give bankers an opportunity to test drive, so to speak, the potential new CRA performance measures and standards. Yeah, and here we go again with the word proactive. I think uh, you, you know we're, we're going to use it again, and, and banks should be proactive in applying uh, this particular uh, test. Uh, this comparator concept, I think it would be extremely uh, important for them to do that. And 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 for me, I found it extremely informative today, uh, and I'm sure our listeners did as well, Len. So uh, you know, so thank you for sharing this information. Um, and uh, and again, I encourage institutions to start taking uh, some steps towards uh, this this particular comparator. This is Len Suzio from GeoDataVision saying thank you for listening to our podcast and our advice regarding the comparator concept. Please send us topics you would like us to address in future podcasts. And this is Dean Stockford from M&M Consultant saying thank you for listening today. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. 
Follow M&M Consulting and Geodata Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.